And I could hear my mom in, in the back of my head going, what are you waiting for? Just go spend the money. Go do what you have to do. Get it done. And I said, and that's what, that's what I was like, boom, I'm, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to write this book. I'm going to tell the story. I'm going to get all in my life because it sounds so trite. You get one at bat in this life, man. One. Coming directly from the horseshoe crowd capital of the world. Get a leg up and get ready for the hydrant. And now, a man who once dated Catherine the Great's sister, your host, Jim Cooper. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Hydrant. Corey Disson is, is with me, and Corey, of course, is, is a marketing guru. He's a coach. He's a mentor. We can now add author. But uh, as, the, as the granddaddy of Go Get It Nation, I'm happy to have Corey back on the show to talk about the book and anything else that happens to come up because who the hell knows what's going to happen. So, and I also consider him a good friend. So, dude, it is great to have you on the show. Big dog. <laughs> My man. So excited to see you, to speak with you. Uh, to spend this part of my day with you. And and like I told you earlier before we went live here is that uh, I thank you for allowing me to jump on with you, man. It's my pleasure. And there, of course, would be no big dog if it weren't for Corey and some of the work we, we did up front. And it's just like that whole brain trust got together and came up with the whole concept of the big dog and the hydrant so uh, look at what you did look, look at, at what this. you did look at <laughs> little did i know it would drive me around the bend but it's okay it's good so stellar job stellar job very proud every time i see you pop a new episode up i just think of the humble humble beginnings it, it was it was definitely humble beginnings so well the new book going the distance 10 Rounds to a Championship Life and Career, Life Lessons Inside a Tribute, wrapped in a memoir, and, and all sorts of stuff is now out and available everywhere. Where You can get the actual book, you can get a Kindle version, whatever you want to do. Yes, sir. What triggered this? Ooh, I mean, uh, it had been gnawing at me for uh, many years. Um, I knew this was kind of the missing piece um, in my sort of my entrepreneurial venture, um, given all the different ways that I've promoted myself and built the business. And, uh, so that was one, you know, uh, inspiration, one North star for me was to, to get this missing piece in there. But, you know, when you look at your life from 30,000 feet, you know, you, you, you have fond memories of certain people that, pushed you along, nudged you, challenged you, gave you advice. And I started to take inventory of that. And I said, you know, there's a book here. I didn't know, I didn't know how I was going to get there yet because my list really started with probably about 30 people mm. that I wanted to, you know, acknowledge. And as you start to kind of think about how this person impacted your life, the, these 10 people that we mentioned in the book specifically, there was just one story after the next, after the next, after the next. And it was a very tough decision, but inevitably I wanted to be able to tell these people 
couple of which aren't alive anymore, unfortunately, but I got the chance to tell people related to them. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, people see, you know, the, the fist bumps and the, you know, the client success stories and I'm living in Southern California and my kids are doing well, all of this success and happiness. I just wanted to let them know and let the world know I didn't just snap my fingers, man. <laughs> you know, there was a lot that went into this. And, you know, had I not bumped into these people, had they, you know, not advised me or directed me, I'm not sitting here. and I'm not being able to, you know, pass on what I've learned. And that was, that's the last piece. I wanted to pass on what I learned to someone else so they could use it. Right. right. Those, those are the big reasons. And, and, you know, it, it surprised me a little bit, you know, because I picked up the book and I was like, okay, he's, he's going to talk about all the marketing stuff. But once I started reading, I was like, oh, this is a different direction. And it's just like, this is really cool. And, and I get it. I get it. Um, it's just like, these are the people you want to recognize and that have such a big impact on your life, as you have had on so many countless people particularly in the voiceover industry, the impact of, of all the marketing and the, the uh, cheerleading and the coaching, it's, it's, been, it's been wild. And of course, we're all pretty much sick to death of seeing you in the gym, so it's no surprise that it's just like, it's just like okay. Wait, do I do that? Do I, do I post videos of me working out? Let me think about that. <laughs> that could be a new marketing thing for you. <laughs> you know what, though, Jim? It's uh, I, I bump into people all the time, obviously, because what I'm doing for a living. But and they see what's on the front of the stage. Okay, they mm -hmm. see the workout videos. They see the in-your-face branding and all, all that stuff, which is all authentic. It's all me. You know me for a long time. What you see is what you get. But I wanted to pull the curtain back a little bit. And, you know, there's a little, there's a little more to it. I mean, and, you know, what I like to say is, is these are the people that made me, me. And the lessons that I learned from them can help make you, you. Right. And, you know, the whole motif of the book, was, which is making a, a, a correlation between boxing, which has been big in your life. Yes, sir. And, and, and how your life has gone thus far. It's just a natural connection there. And I, I love the way you've, you've set that all up. I do have to say, I was reading through it. I'm reading through the dedication. And I was like, Elaine's not in the dedication. Why is she not in the dedication? And then I got down to the contents. I was like, oh, she's got her own chapter. Okay, fine. Yes. <laughs> well, I want, and I, believe me, I thought all that through because there were different <laughs> variations, but I made sure to save the best for last. Absolutely. She's the last chapter. She's the last <laughs> chapter. And, 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 and on a personal note, the dedication, you know, there, there's a little bit of talk about legacy in the book. Yes. And I wanted my legacy. I wanted my two boys to be able to, they, they, they didn't get a chance to grow up with me. You know, some of the things in the book they were around for different things, but there right. was a lot of stuff that happened that they might've half paid attention to at a Thanksgiving dinner 
you know, and they, you know, but I wanted to have a record of to say, hey, look, this is what happened to your old man. This is what you need to know and, and take it with you. Literally take it with you. Like they each have a copy, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, it doesn't end up in the bottom of a cardboard box in an attic anytime soon. Well, hope, hopefully they'll hang on to it. Leveling the sofa on that one short leg. Put yeah, <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. My kids, they would do that for sure. And, you know, your boys are the, the shining example. I mean, we've all watched Jordan's progression through the baseball ranks and, and how cool is all that. Yeah. You know, and you have drawn a lot of inspiration and the person you have become, I'm guessing, is attributed a lot to your mom and dad. Without question. That's And even though I only got one of them left, I still do right. what I do because I want both of them to be proud of, you know, what their, their, their youngest is doing. And, and I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine how proud Pops must be to just see what you've done and, and see the book come out. I mean, he's, he's, he's got to be busting some buttons on his, on his vest. That's just no question about that. Can barely complete a sentence without getting choked up. <laughs> cool. Well, that, that's the whole point of the whole And thing. I say that in reverence. I mean, I love, oh. I love the man. And uh, he, he's he's flying solo now, you know. So we're we're even that much closer now. Sure. You know, he, he we joke in that he's my third son now, and he you know he runs things by me. I'm helping him because he used to have you know mom to be his sounding board and second opinion. But uh, you know, and when I sent him the book as a surprise. Like I said, it was a very emotional. Oh, he didn't know that you were doing this. Nope. I told oh, no one. Oh, wow. No one knew. I mean, my Elaine knew. That's it. It was Elaine, my publisher, and one other person, which was the, the gentleman who I, uh, I trained with, who was getting me in shape mm -hmm. for the cover shots. And he had to know why, because we were getting pictures taken in his facility and so those are the only people that knew. And that was a big, that was another kind of uh, lesson that I haven't really expanded upon yet to the world, but there are a lot of folks out there that I'm going to do this. Talk, 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 talk. Right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do that and, and get ready. I'm getting ready to do this and blah, 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 blah. And then it never happens. And I wanted to show everyone because I'm a big, big fan of leading by example. Right. That keep your head down, keep your mouth shut, get the work done, then talk about it. And don't tell me you don't have time. Yeah. Don't tell me because I wrote a book with 13 rounds of revisions, <laughs> didn't say a word about it to anybody, and still did all of the things that not only that you saw in my social media that I I document a lot of my life on social media, but there was tons of things I was doing beyond that. Right. And still we got to get it done. So it's like when I talk to, on the phone with someone and this hopefully will get a chuckle out of you and they can't follow five people on LinkedIn each day. I just, I, <laughs> I want to rip my ears off. <laughs> you anyway. know, and, and I think back to the early days when you and I just started and I had, uh, I don't know, maybe 30 people connected on on LinkedIn 
And, you know, we started down that road of connecting people. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get, you know, these kind of numbers on, on LinkedIn. But you do a little bit every day. And you just keep going and you keep going and you keep going. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say I'm in that 500 plus category of connections and way beyond that. And it's just like, it's, you know, oh, shit, Corey was right. How about that? Something new and different. <laughs> just got to listen to him and do it. Like All you acorns said. grow big oaks, brother. <laughs> That's a big theme of the book, too. You know, it's a step-by-step effort with anything. You'll, you'll build on it. You'll get the compound interest and you'll win in the end. You just got to stick it out. Now that this is out, what's next? I mean, you, you obviously Go Get It Nation is, is alive and well, and you keep seeing people putting posts up all the time about Corey Disson and go get it nation. And people are very proud as I am to be part of that whole deal. You. Um, you know, you've, you've done a lot of the online live stuff that uh, you've, you've shown the way to a lot of people on how to do this and how to do it well to get results, not just how to do it. Follow me. It's just how to do it, how to get results. Sure. Where's the next stop on the, on the Disson train? Well, I mean, look, uh, I have to say out loud, not just because it's true, but because she's on the other side of this room. If I pick one more project, <laughs> I might be coming out to Delaware to live with you, pal. <laughs> That's the first thing. Um, you know, I am uh, enjoying the QTL. We've mentioned that before, mm-hmm. QTL, quality time left. And, you know, we're hopping back and forth to Florida to watch uh, the kid play ball. And who knows, uh, hopefully that takes us to the Northeast, God willing. In a year I'm, or two. I'm expecting seats to the skybox at, 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 to see a Phillies game. So, My friend, you and I will be sharing a very expensive <laughs> beer and a very expensive hot dog one day to watch that young man play baseball. Mark my words, awesome. I'm buying. Awesome. Um, but it sounds kind of crazy, but I, I'm really at the point now where I'm – my goal is to do less. Gotcha. I, I, I'm, I'm like, this was, this was the star on the tree. I mean, this was, you know, the, the culmination. I mean, I literally put my life in a book. <sighs> I mean, not to say that I'm done living. I hope I'm, I hope I'm not even at halftime yet. We'll see. <laughs> um, you know, but professionally, you know, there's still people out there that I believe I can help. Business is good. Thank the good Lord. You know, the design business is rocking, which is key. I'm bringing on more and more people, not just, I mean, the voiceover is a steady thing. I'm getting, starting to get a lot more people out of the voiceover industry. Good. Which is cool. Um, I enjoy that. It keeps me sharp, keeps me fresh. Um, But I mean, I'll tell you straight up. I mean, you know, at the time when you and I were working together, I was probably doing 20 to 25 coaching calls a week. Mm. Now I might do five coaching calls in a week. Hmm. I've really pulled it back. You know, I'm happy that the refrigerator's full, the rent's paid and there's gas in the car. Uh, and I have enough money to fly back and forth on occasion. You know, like I said, to see family, we're heading out a couple weeks, to, not just to Florida, but we're going to go to Philly to see my dad and my older boy. I'm good with that. I'm I, honestly, I, you know, Elaine and I are just whooping it up here, having a good time, you know, 10 minutes from the beach. We have friends here. We, we have, I'm, I'm blessed, man. We got a really good thing going. 
And I don't want to touch the air around that right now. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but but that is the name of the game. And I've talked to so many people and that and even just in the voiceover industry, there's that there's that level of people that have been doing this a long, 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 long time. And they're starting to think about retirement. And it's like, you know, I just I just want to pull back a little bit. I want to I want to be able to have the life you know, get that work-life balance going because you you come into this and you're just inundated and you want to do 24-7 and it gets crazy. You can make yourself crazy and burn yourself out in a flash. And it's it's great that you are able to do that. And I understand Elaine is there and she's not about to let you leave Southern California because she's no way. She is There's not no way. That. So she has found her element. So Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, I'll, I'll say this. You know, obviously I am a champion for hard work, sweat equity, you know, right. giving it all you got 24-7. I don't want to take away from that because believe me, that nothing happens without doing that first. Mm-hmm. But after doing it for over 30 years, I'm at the point now, a quick rewind. One of the guys we mentioned in the book is Paul Turner, voice of the Howard Stern Show, NFL Films, CNN, and go on and on and on. You know, he, instrumental in, in my career and my life. He's a good friend of mine. You know, I was in his wedding. He was in mine. I can go on and on and on. At one point, you know, I worked for him for over a decade and then I ran his production company. He sold the business. I stayed with the production company and Paul and I obviously remained friends. But, you know, several years after he sold the business, he actually hired me to help him with his marketing. (laughs) And we did that. We did a logo. We did website. We tinkered around on social, all the things that, you know, that you got a chance to, to partake in. And then after, you know, six to nine months of that, he kind of said to me, he goes, you know, core man, he'd call me core man. And that big, deep voice, you know, core man. Um, this has all been great. It's very helpful. Um, obviously, the branding stuff is going to, you know, have a long shelf life. He said, but I'm just happy to play golf Yeah. every few days, man. He said, I, you know, because he started even younger than me. He was a, he was in a professional radio 14 years old and he's five years older than me. Wow. And he's like, man, I just want to watch my kids play soccer and play golf. And, you know, he lives in Florida now. And and at the time he said that to me, I was like, what? Come on, man. <laughs> we got to keep hustle up. But now that I'm a little longer in the tooth and uh, there's a little more white in the beard, <laughs> uh, I get it. I get it, man. It's just family experiencing life. You know, it sounds very foo-foo, but it's important, man. But let's just be clear on what the order of operations are here. Hustle your butt off first for a sustained period of time. Grow your business. Make your money. Do all those things. And then have have an exit ramp. You got to have that exit right. ramp. And I'm, I'm scooting up it right now. Well, let me make one crucial point. And I've said it in a different way previously in the conversation. But an exit strategy is not quitting. They're not the same thing. Because I don't want people to hear this and go, wait a minute, Corey's telling me to go get it. And, you know, (laughs) hustle my butt off. Now he's telling me to to quit. No, not saying that. (laughs) You got to do the hard work first. Then you enjoy the spoils of your labor. And, you know, I'll remind everyone, I got 30 years in the game. You know, my big joke is if I was a cop, I'd have a gold watch and a pension. But I don't. 
So it's like you got to hustle first, then enjoy it. A lot of folks want to get that, you know, all the benefits of being the, the CEO and the golden parachute without ever have boarding the plane. I'm sure there are people that hear that and say, you know, I got to do the hustle first. It's like, okay, I got to just put my head down and go for it. You know, it doesn't matter what, what I'm doing or whether I like it or not. And, and to me, that's like, no, you've got to at least have some sort of heart in what you're doing when no you doubt. hustle, because if you don't yeah. have the heart in it, it's not going to work. Yeah. You know? I mean, look, uh, hustle on behalf of someone else is just labor. Right. When you hustle for yourself, that's we're talking about your life. You've got your life, your blood, your sweat, and your tears in it. It's not something you schedule. It's a it's ingrained. It's it's woven into your life. And you you make it that, you dedicate yourself to that until you can get to the point when you got the bills paid, or at least, you know, you got enough in the kitty to pay them down the road and you can, you know, ease off the gas. I, I, I'm not a rich man, you know, and I, I don't profess to be one. Um, you know, I live very modestly, but that's part of the exit plan, living modestly so I can live and enjoy life right. modestly. Right. And rich is a relative term. I mean, rich in terms of money, yeah, maybe not. But are you rich in terms of the things that matter in life, family, friends, that kind of thing? I think you're one of the richest people on the planet. So it's, you know, it's one interpretation of it anyway. And the thought that struck me when we were talking about that is how big a switch. And I don't know if you've seen this in, in what you do, but it seems to me that with the pandemic kind of tripped the wire and a lot of people to go, yeah, I don't want to labor anymore i want to do what feeds my soul and have, have i mean pulled the pandemic might have accelerated that a little bit for me okay but those seeds were planted early i, I knew probably in the mid 2000s 05 06 07 i i saw the writing on the wall with where my career was headed right. running someone else's company and where my son, what his, my youngest son, what his trajectory was in his life, I knew those two things were going to intersect and I couldn't, I couldn't be static. I couldn't do the same thing right. that, you know, that I was always doing. So I, I set that in motion, but what the ball peen hammer to the head moment for me was to write this book and to get moving and to get on with it is when my mom passed away. It's like, what am I doing? What am I waiting for? And it went, to think that she was 20, only 27 years older than I am now. And that sound, that's not a long time. No, it's not. And I'm like, you know what? And I could hear my mom in, in the back of my head going, what are you waiting for? Just go spend the money. Go do what you have to do. Get it done. And I said, and that's what, that's what I was like, boom, I'm, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to write this book. I'm going to tell the story. I'm going to get on my life because it sounds so trite. You get one at bat in this life, man. One, yep. you know, you better make the most of it and, you, you know, do, do what feeds your soul. Do, you know, do something, leave a mark, leave a mark with your family, leave a mark with your clients, leave a mark with your friends, leave a mark to the world, do something. I know 
God forbid if I get hit by a bus today, at least this thing is is around. And they'll say, who is that crazy bald MF? Like, What's that all about? That guy looks like he's going to explode any moment. Um, <laughs> it's just like, and you know, we've seen all the all the posts on social media, but it's something I think about. It's like, look, we're about as far away from 1975 right now as 1975 was away from 1925. Oof. You think about that, and it's like, wow, time is is plays games with your head like that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah. It's it it happens like that. And if you don't pick up and run, if you don't get it done and go get it. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I mean, it, we're making a little funny here, but, but it's that's true. what it's all about. It's like, go get it. What are you yeah. waiting for? Right. Stop making excuses. Stop saying you can't or you don't have time or you can't afford it. Bullshit. Right. Go do it now. Figure it out. If you want it bad enough, you'll do it. Or that you're it too old. And that, you know, oh, God, I'm just well, old. thing, too, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's like, that hits me. Okay, in the book, and again, I urge everyone to go out and get a copy of this because it's a cool book, Going the Distance, 10 Rounds to a Championship Life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Highlights 10 people in Corey's life. As you think about these 10 people, and I know you had a much larger list than this, but as you think of these 10 people, was there, and you just talked about it with with your mom's passing, uh, really being a trigger to, to get this done. Out of these 10 people, was there a bigger trigger than the other nine? Because they're all triggers for you. Was there a bigger trigger for the uh, in, within this 10 that really said to you, Okay, this is the trajectory I'm going on. Ooh, man. I mean, it, it, it's hard enough to, to to narrow it down to the 10. Now you're asking me to narrow it down to one. Yeah, and I'm not um, doing it from a sense of who was more important than anybody else. I'm doing it from right. a sense of your experience, you know, that, that had the impact of it was just a, a hair more eye-opening to you. I, I, I guess... I will, I will say that it's very difficult to decide who that sure. person or moment might be because, you know, all these people impacted me in such a profound way. But I can tell you from knowing this man since I'm 15 years old and that I've maintained a relationship with him for 35 years and he's involved, he's had an involvement in my son's life is uh, my one of my high school baseball coaches, Greg Goodman, mm. who was in the book. He's labeled the principal. And I didn't know it at the time, but that lesson he taught me about self-sacrifice, it's, mm -hmm. it's the thing that I preach. It's like, you know, you, you, you got to be able to, to give up something to get something. This is a man who not only was a very successful educator, administrator, athlete. He was a college athlete, coach, baseball scout. Just a, every time I turn around, the man's much older now, but he's still speaking at some event where it benefits young African-American baseball players. Mm. Or he, his family has ties to the, uh, the, the Tulsa massacre. 
Uh, mm. So he does a lot of speaking about that. You know, this guy is like, you know, Wayne's world. I'm not worthy. I mean, just, yeah. to, to, I mean, uh, the, the full package and the fact that we, we swap Facebook comments or texts <laughs> routinely and he asks about my son and he still calls me dis. He doesn't call me Corey at all. Um, I just love the guy, man. And, you know, my only regret is I only dedicated one chapter to him. I probably could have wrote a book just about just him. You know, my life with him. Sure. But um, that's probably the best I can do on that question. Yeah, no, that's that's and that's kind of what I was going for. And like I said, I wasn't trying to disenfranchise the importance of any of the other people, especially chapter 10. She's going to come, come after me and it's going to be all over. You're like, what, what the hell are you talking about? What do you need? God, <laughs> so, I guess I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. Thank you, Jim. You, you can, you can blame me. It's like, this is all Cooper's fault. He's, <laughs> so, so is there going to be a book tour? There is one virtually right now in progress. All of these little podcasts right. and guest appearances and articles, and we're calling that the Going the Distance Media World Tour. Uh, I got several engagements uh, in book now and, and being added on as we go. I'm bumping into people informally who have bought the book or who I'm meeting with and have the book, which is kind of cool. Um some of that might be predicated on sales, quite honestly. I mean, I didn't write the book to make money. That sounds odd. Nope, I get I it. I mean, if, you know, I've obviously sold a bunch of books. I'm very happy about that. It's, you know, it's like free money as far as I'm concerned. But I didn't write it for that. I, right. I, I wrote it to get the message out to if I meet someone for the first time and I have an opportunity to make it an official business relationship, I can drop a copy of this to them and go, hey, learn a little bit more about me. Um, and, and hopefully that, you know, cements in the relationship. Um, but like I said, you know, the the reason I wrote the book was because I wanted to, to thank these people out loud and put in writing for the world to see just how I feel about them so that there's no question I'm literally, I literally put my money where my mouth is and, and put this book together because I wanted to say, hey, guys, thank you. I, I get it. Because after I wrote my first book, people would come up to me and say, how are sales going? And I'd be like, I don't care. You know, my, my goal was to write this book. It was a personal goal to write and finish and publish the book. If exactly. It, if it sells, great. If it doesn't, I don't care. You know, just this this is this is something I wanted to do. And it's and fun. It is. It's, it's fun. And two things about it, people don't realize. One, it's fun, but it's grueling work. It, oh my god. It it takes I remember writing chapters and at the end of the day being exhausted and just like okay, because it does take the emotional investment investment to to do it. And, you know, so many people say, oh, I want I want to write and I'm going to be the next Stephen King or J.K. Rowling. I was like, <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. You know, the luck. chances of that yeah. happening, you got a better chance of winning the lottery because you just got to. 13 gotta... rounds of edits for my book. Oh, yeah. I read the book over, like I read the book probably a total of 15 times. Yep. I could probably start reciting it. I mean, it's it got to the point, quite frankly, bef like before we published it. 
and put it out. It's like, I'm sick of looking at it. It's yep. like, okay, I know my mom is great. I love my coach. It's like enough already. Let's right. get it done. Right. Yeah. But now, now that there's a cooling off period, it's fun yes. to talk about. And kind of say, okay. But uh, yeah, you're right. The, there were many a day where it was just like, yeah, just for hours and hours. And then you write something you're like, eh, X, go back, do it again. Um, but it was, it was definitely a learning experience. I, yep. Now that I know how to do it, because there is a way, there is a method to putting these books together. Now that I, I've been through it, um, if I ever decide to write another one, <laughs> at least I'll, I'll know what to do. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a learning experience. And, you know, my first book took me seven years and it was just like Oof. over and over and over again. And, you know, it's, it started in one place and ended in another place. If you looked at my first draft and the final book, there's about 20% of the first draft in the final book. I mean, you just, you just go over it and over it. And then you have other people go over it and over it and over it. It is a long-term investment in time no, no and energy. I can vouch. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, you know the deal. Anything else you want to say about the book itself? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll just say, look, it's a, it's an easy read. And I wrote it that way on purpose because I was never a fan of reading very dry, boring material. I wanted it to be a book that I would read beyond it's my story. Just objectively, I want it to be a, a, a quick read, a fun read. It's got an interesting format. We don't call things chapters in the book. They're called right. round, rounds. They're in the, in the boxing theme. You know, it's not the table of contents. It's the fight. It's not the acknowledgments. It's the ringside acknowledgments. You know, there's a lot of pop culture references in the book, which not only are fun, which, but also help to identify where my head is at. So, you know, I hope folks will, will, will give it a, a read. And obviously there's a takeaway in there that you have some, some life lessons that hopefully you can use and apply to your own life or journey. Because this is the hydrant and normally we ask all the bizarre questions at the end, but you've, I've tortured you with that once already. So, oh, but, 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 so I'm not going to do that, but there is one question I'm going to pull out of my list okay. that uh, I think is appropriate to ask in thinking about this. And who would play you in a movie about your book? <laughs> um, well, as an adult, the safe bet is Dwayne Johnson right. <laughs> or Vin Diesel. You know, we can go either, either one of those guys. Um, you know, as a youngster, when I had a nice head of hair, hmm, <laughs> I understand that that's a little tougher, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it probably is some unknown, someone who's very handsome. I'm sure. <laughs> as you can tell, he's Mr. Humble as well. So. There you go. It's, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. That's a Bring great a song, by the way. Bring, bring Elaine in because we, we're going to have to debate that question <laughs> for a while. So. Had to have fun with that. You just served that up to me. <laughs> yeah. I had to take a shot, man. <laughs> God. So uh, going the distance, 10 rounds to a championship life and career, life lessons inside a tribute wrapped in a memoir. It's out there. It's a great read. Go get it. It's it's Not only is it just fun – it may help you along the way. So it's, it's very inspirational. And Corey has been inspirational to so many people, particularly in the VO business. So it's just like, uh, it's a, a 
a wonderful thing to to have this, and we owe you a gratitude. Uh, debt of gratitude as as well for putting this out there because like i said you've helped so many people so and myself in that morass as well well so. hey, gretz of datitude are fine too just for the record <laughs> <laughs> so. jim you know i love you man and i appreciate you being part of not just our our business family but being a part of our family that's what we consider you and uh, you know I'm rooting for you every step of the way and I'll say it one more time I'm just so fired up that you dedicated a little time in your day today to chat with me my pleasure my pleasure and thank you everyone for listening and watching and we'll see you again next time on the Hydrant in the meantime go get it go get it hey thanks for hanging out with us on the Hydrant the Hydrant announcer is Allison Steele. For outstanding VO coaching and voice acting services, visit Allison at allisonsteele.com. That's Allison with a Y and Steele with no E at the end. Shoot me an email with any comments, questions, worthwhile recipes at bigdog at jimcoopervo.com. This episode copyright 2023 by Jim Cooper VO and Nat Lancor Audio, which is solely responsible for its content. No reproduction by writing, recording, reposting, smoke signals, AI voice loading, Morse code, or any other electronic or manual recording method known to man is allowed without prior written consent. Come back and play with us next week as the steady stream of outstanding guests continue at the Hydrant. (laughs) 